Black Girl Roundtable. When did it end? All the enjoyment. I'm sad again. Don't tell my boyfriend. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Roundtable. I'm Dana. I'm Jolena. And I'm Asha. And shout out to the lady who made that TikTok because it <sighs> sends me every time I see it. And a true icon. I'm like, had you ever heard the song before? Or were you just like, I'ma just roll with it? She said, I heard the beat. I saw the lyrics. That's funny. I'ma sing. As soon as you said, I heard the beat, that just takes me to my favorite, <laughs> my favorite ever housewife quote. I like the beat. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I thought it was good. I like the beat. <laughs> I would pass out if I ever gave like a vocal performance, and the compliment I could give everybody is, "I like the beat." <laughs> this kid really thought she did something. <laughs> for the party. But they, not, I don't even blame Kim at a certain point because they people was egging her on. Didn't she have like a special? Or like a spinoff based on that. And I'm just like. Yes. Yeah. Here's the thing is people call Nene all kinds of whatever because she told the truth like. Yes. Girls and people are like. No. Nene was telling her the truth. It was she not was good. A real Nene friend. Was doing a public service at that point. I agree. And okay. poor boy just had to hear that shit all day. Every day. Now quiet as it's kept. First of all all the housewife music trash. But the only person who ever hit it was the one girl, the blonde girl from Beverly Hills, and her husband wind up going to jail, and they got divorced. Mm-hmm. And she had that Shoe Dazzle commercial with her song, and I was like, this kind of goes a little bit. Ah, oh, it's expensive to be mad. I thought that was cute. That is a deep, deep cut. I don't know where you pulled that out from. Because that was the only one. Okay, well, with that being said, since we're already talking about pop culture, let's go ahead and transition into what is trending for this week. For once, um, at least at the time of recording, y'all are not really doing too, too much. Um, As we're recording this, the VMAs are like currently airing. So I'm sure we will miss lots of fun and excitement for that um but you guys can keep us posted and we will circle back to that next week um but let's talk about the host of the VMA, vmas this year none other than miss Nicki minaj who has also recently announced that her next studio album pink friday 2 is going to be released now this is not to be confused with pink friday roman reloaded this is not to be confused with pink friday the deluxe edition um, or all other 77 iterations of Pink Friday 1 that we got. This is Pink Friday 2. Um, so what are we what are we thinking about the album, the title, new music from Nicki, all that? So I just feel like, you know, Pink Friday has been out for a while now. And we've had several albums since Pink Friday. So to come up with Pink Friday 2 is like, is it, okay. For it to make sense to me, it has to sound almost exactly like Pink Friday. 
I was just about to say that. For yeah. it to make sense. If it sounds, if it gives the nostalgia and the spirit and the essence of Pink Friday, then I, I will shut the hell up. I will shut up. Yeah. yeah. But if it sounds yeah. like any of her recent music that she's had within like the past like five years, I'm going to be very confused. Exactly. Because at that point, you could have just named it something else. Yeah. Shit, Queen too at this point. I don't care. Yeah, that would have yeah. that would have been better at this point. Now I feel like y'all did a lot on Queen. I actually enjoyed it. Was it her best? No, but I thought there were some good tracks on there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I agree. But also, like, I kind of don't want anything that sounds like Pink Friday right now because Nikki was rapping like a very specific way that was like only fun at the time and it's fun to like go back and listen to it like now beat me up scotty too i might be like okay what you got unless she is like a did it on them-esque type song i'll take that because that's my song no i do not want to hear roman's revenge part two now, see, I was actually about to say i could sit through a roman's revenge I could, part two i could sit through it but again like it it takes me back to what what was that like 2010 yeah and i don't i don't know if we we need all that right now <laughs> yeah and also like who would it be directed towards because like everybody we got beef with right now I'm just like, let's not let's not <laughs> let's not do this right now after sheether i think we need to be done with the diss tracks <laughs> yeah and even if she wasn't, even if it wasn't really supposed to be a diss track and it was just her saying stuff, people gonna make it bigger yeah. than what it is. Oh, she talking about Cardi. Oh, she talking about Lotto. Oh, she talking about Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's boring. Like, it's like, where are you putting this be- these beefs out from? I, get, I feel like female beef back in like the 90s, early 2000s, even like, I don't know. It just, it just gave, okay, I get it. Now it's just kind of like, wait why like it just doesn't (laughs) like I understood why Nikki and Kim had beef like I understood that like very clearly and maybe it's just age but like I don't get it now especially when she started beefing with Meg I was like what like I never I did not understand that if anybody was singing your praises it was Megan like I don't understand why it's this switch up but my thing is all the people be like oh but you were the one like they'll pull up like old videos of somebody talking about oh yeah Nicki Minaj is my favorite you know female rapper blah 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 who the hell else were these girls born in the the early 2000s about to say like what who else were they going to say (laughs) this is not this is not the flex you think it is it really was limited options and it's also just like of course she was like I don't think that Nikki ever discredited Kim when she was coming up but it was just a like you wanted me to kiss your feet and I'm not doing that like I gave you your dues but like I also need to I can't spend my career bowing down to you like you want me to and that's just ridiculous right but it's crazy how she expects people to do that to her yeah I mean it comes it literally comes full circle like I think at the time Nicki Minaj didn't understand why Kim wanted her flowers the way that she did right. until it was time for people to give her, her flowers in the same way Kim wanted hers and it was like oh y'all not and it's like I it, at the same time I, I think that Nicki Minaj is not going to apologize to Kim to, to Lil Kim at this point so it's like yeah it's too far gone it's too I far would, gone so it's like you know 
I would feel differently about all this beef that she has with these other girls if she would apologize and repair her relationship with Kim. Um, I still feel like it would be a little egregious, but at least I would I would understand like the mentality behind it a little bit more. Um, but I mean, Nikki could never put out another song for the rest of her life and still be a legend. Yes, um, her yeah. accolades, her her work, her contribution to rap, like that's not going anywhere. So oh, yeah. none of this is a slight to her talent and what she No. Does. And again, I mean, case in point, Nikki put out an album. I'm going to listen. I'm, gonna, like, right, I'm, gonna I'm listen. at least going to like be like, exactly. all right, what's going on over here? So I think that says it all right there. Yeah. I just hope it's good. That's on that yeah. goes to anybody. I hope it's good. What That's what I'm saying. If it's good, and again, for it to, for you to name it Pink Friday 2, I just feel like it should sound like a, similar to the first one. They should be cohesive. Just like Jaguar 2 sounds very cohesive to Jaguar. Let me tell you something about Jaguar 2. Victoria, you did it, girl. We did it, Joe. Because I cannot stop. I really, she announced this Jaguar tour too fast. And I really wish I could go. And I keep looking at this NOLA date. Like, I could drive five hours and just go. The tickets were only like $90. So I was like, oh, bet. They yeah. sold out so fast here in D.C. I was sick. I wanted to cry. I'm almost contemplating going to Philly. Almost. Yes. Almost. Have a great time. If, if I can find somebody to ride with me to New Orleans, I'm going to go. But, you know, life is expensive. I need a part-time job with the way everybody wants to be going on co- concert tours. It's just everybody went on tour in the same, like, quarter of the year. Nobody was doing anything in the first half of the year. It's because the Grammys moved up their deadline. And so, so like, like and typically people, like, release the album, go on tour immediately after, unless you're Beyonce. Um so people are trying to like meet those Grammy deadlines and like drum up the hype so they can do what mm-hmm. they need to do in that arena. But that's whatever. Well, Nikki girl, we'll see what you come with. Um, but you know, I'm you 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 setting expectations high, calling it Pink Friday too. So right. us us OG barbs are looking for a certain sound. Exactly. So if you if you can just you know it just you know. Entertain us, please. Let's just... just a little bit, even if it's like one or two songs. I'll take that. I want to. I would have liked the pink print too, to be honest with you. That's a yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like the pink print too. Yeah, I'm just a little bit more excited because that was one of my f- favorite. It's I'll definitely between that favorite. and Pink Friday. That's her best work. Like I, yeah. But you know, also we can't do too much on her because we were talking about this earlier. Like it's other people who have done it, like Lil Wayne, The oh, Carter, seventy seven, Jay Z got what three blueprints. Yeah. But as I said earlier, I feel for everybody. If you gonna pick a theme, this gonna be a theme. So like Adele, nineteen, twenty one, twenty five, thirty. Like we know. Right, what the album is called before it even comes out, and that's fine. Stick with the theme because if she come out with an album that has words, I'm like words for a title. Yeah, I'm like when eighty Adele's eighty, I need you know eighty two, seventy nine. 
I'm trying to see more. I'm trying to see if I can see any more of Nicki Minaj or anything from like the VMAs because you know they're going on literally right now. But um, I haven't seen anything. She did release one track. Um, it's called like Last Time I Saw You. Um, very like akin to I'll Be Missing You. Um, I like it well enough. It's definitely like you know not something I'm gonna play over and over again. But it was fine. Uh, yeah. So. Congrats, Nikki, on the release of another studio album. We'll definitely be curious to see what comes from that. Um, let's go ahead and move on to chatting about um, a new superstar in the realm of tennis. So congratulations are in order to Miss Coco Goff. Yes, if you guys have not heard, um, Coco last, um, I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday, I believe. Um, or no, I'm, what am I talking about? Last Friday or Saturday, over the weekend, this past weekend, um, Coco uh, won the US Open, um, which secured her her first Grand Slam title, which for those of us who are not you know, attuned to the world of tennis, it's like a series of different tennis tournaments um, across the global stage that you have to win in order to be considered a Grand Slam winner. You have to do it all within the same season. Um, so she did that, and that makes her um, a 19-year-old U.S. Grand Slam title holder. Um, she is the second youngest to ever do so, um, the youngest being Serena Williams at age 17. Um, if you guys haven't been seeing some of the headlines around Coco, there's been a lot of just vitriol for her being young and talented and her opponents just acting unprofessionally. One of her opponents um, slowed down the pace of their match and Coco had to defend herself against a referee. Another opponent um, complained about the schedule. Um, so some conflicts with like back-to-back -back scheduling and Coco having a quote unquote better schedule than her, which allowed her to win. Um, and just some very unsportsmanship-like behavior. Um, so what do we think about Coco, her win, Black girls standing on necks in tennis? Black girls up by a thousand. Okay. Okay. Cha-ching. I was going to say, and she, just like, the way her parents go up for her, the way that she is just so, like, driven and meticulous, how she came back after her loss to, you know, um, Naomi Osaka. Shout out to another, another Black tennis girl winning, you know. Um, and just came back better than ever, um, was like, just stayed focused, um, and stood up for herself. Just, you know, you go girl. Some people ask her what you gonna do with her money. Someone like, you should pay off your debt. She was like, I'm 19. I don't have any debt. I don't have that. Her. You have that. Love it. I love, love it. that. Love and I it. loved how it wasn't even like, she chuckled like, <laughs> dead. Like dead. <laughs> Remember that episode of uh, Bob's Burgers with Tammy where she'd be like, spawn? She was like, she was like, she was dead, 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 dead. I don't got none of that. I don't know what that is, friends. I'll just play tennis and and they give me checks. That's and that's all you should do. Just be graceful and win your checks. We love. Yeah. I will say her opponents to take the L and 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 just walk away because complaining about schedules and this and that you lost yeah but you know you what is so crazy i feel like the opponents who needed the flack from the media and the public didn't get it and the one who didn't deserve any heat got it 
So the two girls that she played earlier in like this series and matches or whatever that were complaining to the press, people were like, oh, they're great tennis players. Like, I do think that this was unfair. No shade to Coco, but the U.S. whatever tennis association, whatever the fuck they called, are favoring her. When That was like absolutely not the case. This was then, these white people favoring the little black girl to win? Are we, are we watching? Are we being Right. Be Get all the way the fuck out of here. But then her final opponent, I feel like lost very graciously. Like she came over, she gave Coco a hug, and then she left the court and let that girl have her moment. And apparently like paparazzi or like security cam footage was leaked of her in the locker room mm-hmm. smashing her racket. And to me, I'm like, that was a supposed to be a private moment. Of course you would be frustrated. Like I've worked this hard and lost at the final match. It's not that I'm not happy for Coco. I'm just frustrated for myself. So I, I she very daintily whap, whap, mm-hmm. whap her racket and then just threw it in the it trash and did not destroy anybody's property but her own and went on about her day. Literally. Again, grown men do worse during football season, basketball season. Why do you not expect this woman to not be upset that she just lost the biggest title of her life? Yeah. Her life? Like, plus plus millions of dollars. Like, I probably would have been knocking over the trash can if you asked me. Listen. Like, right. And people get, like, when you're, like, in those, like, really, really high-level, high-stakes competitive sports, you're practicing all the time. It's constantly on your mind. You're constantly getting brand exactly. deals and people talking about you, people criticizing your game, your whatever. Da, da, da. It could get in the heat of the moment. It can, it can get a lot. As long as you're not hurting anyone or you're still, you know, trying your best in terms of sportsmanship, sportsmanship you're playing fair. Yeah. Then like, you know, who cares? But like, but the, that's the thing. But the whole, I know that one woman who's like 30 something going real slow and taking a break and not respecting the time in like Coco's time and the time of everyone there like that that there's no excuse for that um and then her getting on when she went to go do press crying and stuff like that get your ass up like it's one thing (laughs) yeah like don't be boohoo into the press that's the only thing like you gonna be wrong be strong and wrong like don't I hate when you know a particular type of woman always feels the need to play the victim and y'all know exactly what i mean but i'm like girl why are you crying right we're gonna leave it just at that um and now who's got a grand slam title (laughs) not you not this year sorry yes but i'm excited for coco i just love that like y'all really thought you was finna get a break when serena (laughs) said you retired and they was like oh no naomi you have more here go Coco. Coco. Venus Thanks. is still playing. Right. Y'all, Venus said, what? Retire? Don't know her. Naomi said, I'm going to have this baby and then I'm and back. I'll be right back. back. Okay. And uh, so, related but not, the gymnastic girl said, oh, y'all thought we was done? Mm-hmm. Simone, Simone back. came back and said, Gabby back. <laughs> <laughs> Simone <laughs> said, not only will I come back, this is actually the best vault ever performed by a gymnast ever in history time. And in terms of, of this gym, in gymnast, I'm old. So I'll just take Correct. it with my old ass. Right. Oh, you know, me and my, my geriatric season. Simone Biles is jokes. Like, just her. Like, I know she won't be meaning to be funny, but, like, she is unintentionally hilarious. No, I actually think Simone Biles is one of the funniest people on the planet Earth. And I've been thinking about that for a long time. It's so funny you say that because literally... 
she'd be like, someone salt here, here, ba 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 ting. She be playing in your face. And then be like, hee hee hee, I'm gonna go get married now. Like right. what's that one TikTok sound? I, it took over a year, a year also. I cut you bitches some bit some slack. <laughs> tell a friend tell a friend. And that's literally what she did. Simone Gang. Biles is like the like human <laughs> form of bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls to yes. me. Because I feel like she walks in, she's so polite, she seems very kind to everybody. Sure, <laughs> she'd be <laughs> like, I'm going to tear this shit the fuck up. Hardcore. Literally. Literally. And they'd be like, oh, she doing uneven bars. This is her worst event. Yeah, you know, I only got a silver. Girl. She'd be on the podium like, oh, you know, I did my best. What? Girl. <laughs> you got an Olympic medal for your worst event? After two a years. silver medal at that. Okay. <laughs> right. I can't even do a cartwheel. Not for real. No, not no more. It's real. I feel like I never really had it strong, to be honest with you. I can't even be like, oh, yeah. Always kind of, always kind of was for play play. Yeah. It was like, you know, it was like 70, 40, 70, 30. Like 70% of the time, yeah, I hit this. But that 30%? I used to be able to do the one where both hands, you can go like like here and then here. I thought that was the pinnacle of uh, gymnastics for me. I just, if anybody would like to help me learn how to do a round off, I have always wanted to be able to do a round off. Yeah. And I just, oh my God. Or like... You remember that video, that TikTok video of a girl who was like, I hit a front flip on my date. And oh, I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you did nothing wrong. Because if I could get a front flip. Like, so it's like, like, this is the girl I'm taking home. This because if somebody was like, show me something, show me a talent, and you hit a flip, you did that. Okay, so Mona Mona Scott's favorite culture vulture, Erica Mena, has recently been in some hot water due to her comments on love and hip hop. What did she say this time? Good question, because what does Erica Mena not say that isn't ridiculously offensive? Um, but on a recently aired, and I want to be clear in emphasizing, a recently aired episode of Love and Hip Hop, um, Erica Mena got into an argument with... Uh, Dance hall legend Spice, who for the love of God, I do not understand why she is doing love and hip hop. Like Spice Girl, right. like you are presti- you are prestigious. Like, why are you on love and hip hop? But anyway, um, so in a recent episode, um, Spice and Erica were starting to hash out or or attempting to hash out some uh disagreements that they had when the two got into an argument. Spice made a comment in regards to Erica Mena's parenting, said something to the effect of that is why your son does not like you. And Erica, as she often does, because she cannot form a sentence together, went ballistic and lost her mind, started screaming uh, that Spice was a quote, blue monkey um, and other very colorist, racist terms. Um, Yeah. Apparently, Erica Mena has apologized. You know, Gokwal, breaking news, according to Asha. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to dig in with some of the apology, whenever you are ready, Asha, take it away. Okay, so here is this apology, okay? 
I deeply regret my insensitive comment and want to humbly apologize to anybody I hurt or offended by my thoughtfulness. Maybe you should also just apologize to Spice. Okay, I'll keep going. Sorry. My choice of words was wrong and I take full responsibility for what I said. I am committed to listening to the voices of those affected and will work toward making amends. As a woman of color and the mother of two black children, I want to make it clear that my use of that word was not in any way racially driven. That said, I do understand the gravity of what I said and want to use my platform to promote inclusivity and equality. She said this, of course, after she was fired from Living Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, but yeah, that's that's what she said. Um, that was her her statement to T. Shout out to the PR specialist who wrote that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if, if this was the first time she ever said anything of this nature, I'd be like, all right, maybe she wasn't thinking; she was just pissed in the moment. But I still be side eyeing you. But I'm like, all right, you get a little more leniency. This ain't the first, nor the second, nor the third. So, bye, Erica. Yeah, for those who are like me and just overwhelmed by the amount of racially ambiguous women on Love and Hip Hop at any given moment, I think it's important for us to state that Erica Mena is not Black. No. Quiet as it's kept because, you know, everything else that she does, says, wears, the people who she associates with herself with, the music that she created the people who line her pockets are all associated with blackness and black culture but that woman is not black so an important qualifier because in them early seasons if you would ask me I would have been like oh maybe I mean this is not surprising like you said Jelena this is not the first second third fourth fifth time that she's done anything like this Erica Mena has been very vocal about her disdain for black women um a lot of the people she associates herself with are very vocal about their disdain for black women. Um, I remember when her ex-girlfriend since Santana mm-hmm. got into some hot water and everybody wanted to be shocked. I wasn't. Um, so yeah, I'm glad she got fired. I hope she never is seen again. And honestly, I don't understand why people were like, well, you can't be talking about kids. Spice shouldn't have been talking about her kid. I'm like, she wasn't talking about her kid. I was like, she was talking about your parenting and your and you being ain't shit as a mother, which I feel like you have stated on multiple occasions that you were neg- a negligent parent. Um, so you mad at her for 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 saying what you say? And like, here's the thing: when you come for somebody's looks after they've come for you, like as like your actions. I'm always going to take their side because I feel as though they hit something that you can't mm-hmm. defend. Like, to come for Spice's calling her, first of all, what makes you, and people are like, oh, wasn't racially motivated. So then what was, how was it motivated then? Why do you think that she, why do you think so that she looks like a monkey? What qualities does Spice have that make you think that she looks like a monkey and that you can say that to her? I have never been so angry with anybody that I have resulted into like, racial slurs come i'm not coming for your identity or you know or things that like that it just doesn't make sense to come for i don't need social constructs to hurt your feeling i'm going to get to the to the root (laughs) right yeah right i'm going to get to the nitty grit you hear me i'm going to get to receipts because if air commander really if it was not 
racially motivated and she wanted to use something that really hurt, she could have came for the fact that she got, she almost died on the BBL table. She could That's where I would have went. She could have came for the fact that she didn't have her kids for a few years. Like, if you want to go do the mom thing, you could have done the mom yeah. thing. You really could have went I'm there. I'm not saying it would have been right. I'm not saying, but if you wanted to, if it was super duper, like, not racially motivated, then what was the motivation of calling her, calling her a monkey? And I feel like people would be... And again, I wish y'all were not dumb, but a lot of times people really be like, well, she said it wasn't okay. Saying it's not racially motivated and it not being racially motivated. Right. Is <laughs> completely different things. Because she can say like, oh no, it wasn't racially motivated. But then my next question is then what motivated you to say that? Correct. Because if, because how many other people has Erica Mena argued with on Love and Hip Hop? with you know brightly colored hair or whatever kind of style like did you call mm-hmm. them a monkey no right exactly why, why does spice why do you think that spice looks like a monkey say something not racist quickly and honestly sometimes some of your parenthood does need to come become for like and you like just need to take that l like your kid does not like being on like you've had that child on uh on reality tv for basically his whole life and now he's tired of you and not in his and without his consent up until recently like where he can be like no i actually don't want to do this so like do y'all remember when she was engaged to bow wow and she had that little boy up on there talking about i'm above loving hip-hop me and my son are going to be with shad and we gonna be a family yep corrected and i'm not saying though i'm not saying safari does not have fault because he definitely does and he definitely is messy as hell for what he did to erica minna even though again even when all this stuff was happening i'm in my mind was like "Mm." we have said it before we will say it again having black children having a black partner does not absolve you of your ability to be racist you cannot fuck your way or birth your way out of racism there's no get out of free pass that you get to not be racist i don't know why you think that because oh well my child is black i'm sorry for that child i don't know what to tell you like it's literally the same sentence i have a black friend right what okay. okay you said on you said on black dick so have many other racist right like girl and so yeah and boo, boo yeah. has erica minna per yeah. use a pox yeah. on your house um <laughs> i just feel like we should bring that back we don't say that enough anymore um so yeah um last but certainly not least let's go on to speaking of you know people making horrible comments coming back to to haunt them um let's talk a little bit about jackie Ina. Um, so I feel like it's important for us to lead this conversation with the fact that I think, like, we like Jackie Ina, yes? Yes. Yes. Yeah, like, we like Jackie, Jackie Ina. We'll never discredit and very grateful for what she has done for Black women, for makeup, for Black women in the makeup community. And I also feel like while some of the criticism she gets is valid, also a lot of it is very unjustified. Um, but in this particular instance, I don't want to say it was like, oh, deserved, but just a little comical, um, and maybe a good life lesson for people to, 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 as we say often on this uh, podcast, cleanse your Twitter. Um, so 
the LA dates for uh, the Renaissance tour just passed. And Jackie Aina was one of many celebrities, influencers, whatever you'd like to categorize her as, um, that decided to attend the show. Um, she did one of those countdown videos of like, oh, 10 days to Beyonce, three hours to Beyonce, one hour to Beyonce, et cetera. Um, and was like very excited to attend, to soak up the show, to soak up the performance and all the Beyonce-ness that is Beyonce. Well, as people often do on social media, the, the, the Twitter archaeologist got to dig in and found some old tweets that Jackie Ina posted about Beyonce. And I will get them pulled up for us right now. I would like to add, I believe since this has happened, she has deleted her Twitter. I mean, yeah, I don't think she's on Twitter anymore. Like, ever since all of this debacle didn't happened, I'm just like, girl, you didn't have to delete. <laughs> Stand in your truth. I mean, I mean, all it really takes is a quick apology. But, you know, she... So she actually made a couple of comments. So one of them reads as follows. The whole situation. Um, so most notably, um, Jackie said the following, uh, quote, I think at this point, people buy Beyonce's album just because she's Beyonce. Her music isn't even that great anymore. Sorry, Beowulf fans. And this tweet was posted um, June 30th of 2011. So a significant time ago, over 10 years ago is when she made this comment. So keeping in mind, um, you know, the length of time since this tweet was posted, but also just some of the general disdain about Beyonce at one point in time. What do you guys think about this? I will lead with the fact that like, I remember the time period when it was so popular to be a Beyonce hater. Um, and mm -hmm. this is very much that time. Um, but st even still then, I felt like it was wholly unnecessary. Um, and it really does just speak to, even in the Black community, how much we dislike and disdain Black women, specifically like self-made Black women. Yeah. I, I mean, like you said, it's been some a decade and plus. So yeah, people can change their opinions. It is what it is. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal for people to be like making a huge fuss over. I thought it was funny. Like, damn, caught you in 4K. Yeah. This you, miss, I went to two shows back to back. <laughs> like, I thought it was funny because I will personally hate for somebody to pull, me, pull that up from me, especially with the platform she has. Like, Beyonce could easily see this. Yeah. So I would be like, oh my God, Beyonce done seen it on the internet me talking shit about her now i'm saying i'm never gonna get my um oh that was the other thing she has said something about ivy park one of the drops i was like it was something else that she said that was like made it worse she has said something about ivy park and pretty much was like people getting paid all like all pr and good like all yeah. um pr oh. and good pr because and she was essentially yeah. yeah yeah that people yes, were amplified ivy park yeah i do remember yeah. that i do yeah. and so, that was a little bit more recently that yeah, was about that was like recently. three or four years ago as opposed to you know 10 11 yeah so like with the album part i can again you might not like you might not have liked whatever album that came out at that time that's on you that ain't my business but i thought it was funny 
I'm trying to figure out what year. I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm trying to find the year. I'm like, what album is you talking about? I think it was like when it was four. Because oh, it was yeah, four, four. Then you know me. I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> four was never not a good album. Like four. even though, and we always debate amongst ourselves. Like oh, like you know, four is Asha's favorite. It's probably it's it's I, I i even feel crazy saying like oh it's my least favorite because that sounds crazy to say about a beyonce album but like four it's not like i wasn't bumping four from right. start to finish when it came out like it is the girl doesn't make bad music so yeah. right it's like it's my least favorite in terms of like you have to rank things from best to least like but and even then it's not because i feel like right. hive as a as a collective feels like i am sasha fierce is probably like our least favorite but even then i revisited that the other day and was like you know what we did a, we did a, we did a lot on and not even Sa- sasha fierce we did a lot on i am, I am. yeah and yes. i am is very good like it it holds up it has aged like wine yeah so again yeah, like i said least with air quotes all the way around it <laughs> right but yes that that's what made me i was like it was something else that she said it was the ivy park comment and so between those those tweets and that, please. I just feel like at the time it was really cool and fun. And I will say this, right? Jackie Ina, I think, has come a long way in some areas and has still fallen short in others, as humans do. Um, but I think if this is four, right? And so this is about the 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. Right. At the time, four, I think it was the album people were like loved to call Beyonce overrated because she was not like super duper pandering to white people or she made an R&B album during a very pop driven phase. Um, so I understand why four is not everyone's like favorite like Beyonce project. Like four is my favorite Beyonce project, but I understand why it's not everybody else's favorite Beyonce project. Um but I will say this. I think at the time with Jackie Ina have been an up and coming YouTuber from LA, probably one of the only very few black girls, black people in that YouTube makeup space at the time, I feel like they did a lot of pandering to whiteness in the white opinion. Oh. Um and I think that is where it stemmed from or like the very much like I'm above this pop culture piece like I'm above it I think a lot of people at that time were trying to be like above mainstream right yeah Um, I can agree with that yeah and so people were talking out the side of their necks yes but they that's that's what they were trying to do now I can't relate correct at all (laughs) but um I feel like I don't think it's right I don't think it's but I don't think it's necessarily like the worst thing in the world particularly like if you come to a certain age where like I like what I like if it's mainstream it's mainstream if it's not it's not and I think Jackie Ina and many others like her had to come to that really a coming to Jesus moment like I don't really care like if I like it I like it. if I don't I don't now I would say I think with the age of like TikTok social media people want to be where everybody else is at mm-hmm. and so a lot of people wanted to be at the renaissance concert because that's where people were talking about or at it. and if you weren't you were missing out and so yeah. I feel like it was one of those things like if you had the money to go you went which we, we've talked about how like I'm don't love that because if you don't if you didn't it. really listen to Rihanna 
to Renaissance, if you don't really, really are not a Beyonce fan, I'm not saying don't go. I'm not saying don't go. But like, I have never in yeah, I feel confident you, saying you know the fact saying? that like I have never bought a concert ticket for clout. No, like exactly. Either I'm like, okay, this is an artist that I'm interested in hearing a little bit more of. I would love to see them live to maybe get a feel for it. Or like, yeah, my friends are going, but like we're gonna go and have a good time. Like I've never bought a ticket to a concert just to be somewhere because everybody else went and now I have to go because y'all not gonna have me looking like I ain't go. Um, I'm not saying I've never done that for anything. Like, let's not get it twisted. I've absolutely gone to events, maybe purchased an item or something because, you know, everybody else got it. I want it. Um, but not, you know, a four or five, $600 ticket. And I'm sure Jackie Anna's ticket costs more than ours did. Yeah, she she had good yeah, she had great seats. Um, so, you know, I just, I agree with you, Asha. Like, I feel like, you know, People are allowed to change their mind. People are allowed to change their opinion. Um, and that, you know, era of YouTube and really just kind of society, I feel like it was very cool to be contrarian. Like, yes. if it's in the mainstream, I don't want it. So I don't think, I don't have a problem with it. Like, I'm not like, oh my God, Jackie's canceled, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I do really wish you would have just like owned up to it. And I think this is some of my, I don't want to say problem, but like some of my, I guess disdain for how Jackie moves in certain situations is because just the the lack of accountability and like addressing anything is just very strange to me, especially when you have a platform that is built on talking directly to your audience. It's not like you are, you know, not even intentional, but for lack of a better term, you're not a Beyonce. You're not a, you know, Adele or a Diana Ross or somebody who is very much like not interacted directly with her audience and you're often imposing your opinion about society and culture and things like that on your audience and so for now people to have a critique of your critiques or your commentary and want you to address them I don't you don't owe anybody anything but it's odd for you not to address it it was the same thing when she was like oh people don't owe you relatability you don't um but if you've built an audience off of, you know, catering to a certain demographic and you're shifting, it would be nice for you to acknowledge that. Right. Um, and you don't have to do that. You don't mm-hmm. owe anybody anything, but it's, again, it's odd for you to not do it. And it's odd for you to not think that people are not going to say anything about it. Right. Especially when you're calling people brokies. This is strange. Right. And I think sometimes Jackie, I know, you know, she's, she's very quick with the block button. I bet you after this, we will be blocked. Whatever. But I've, I've always liked her content. And I think there, I think Jackie and I like Jackie's luxury content. I like it. And it doesn't have have to be relatable. Sometimes it's something you can aspire to, or just sometimes Mm -hmm. like, kind of like you, I mean, Marvel's not relatable. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) Captain America is not relatable to me, but I still enjoy watching it. You know what I'm saying? So not everything has to be relatable for me to enjoy the content, enjoy what I'm watching. Um, But I do think sometimes when it is like reality content, I guess I would like to call it. Mm -hmm. um, And you do something that either is like slightly problematic or people may have and be like, hey, why'd you post that? Or why'd you say that? I think sometimes the... 
your your reaction to just simply block them is a bit much. Um, and there have been times where Jackie has not taken accountability for things, which is her prerogative, and she has, which again, which is at the t- at times commendable. Um, like that whole candle debacle with that with that candle, mm, but that was weird. That was strange. that was that was not good. But um, so you know, I feel like I feel for everyone who was a Beyonce hater and is now not. Uh, I hope you learned your lesson. <laughs> literally right there's nothing that you really could do to make beyonce not be beyonce right i mean you a flip-flop flipping flip-flopping ass bitch and you gotta take that you, you have to gotta eat that when she that, says that that's, that's for you. your soul that yeah was for when we get to that part and heated and we monday i'm overrated tuesday on my dick you have to go to sleep at night knowing that that's about you <laughs> right and i'm sorry like it, it is what it is. It's not me, but you know, shout out to you for getting a shout out to the Beyonce song. Um, but yeah, you know, still like Jackie, still wishing the best for her. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's the same thing as like, remember when Jim Carrey started doing serious movies and we was all like, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, what? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta let us know when we changing it up. Um, or and if you don't. People are going to have questions. Yeah, people are just going to tilt their head a little bit. I, I, have, I have questions. You don't have to answer them. But just like you don't have to answer them, I'm also allowed to ask them. People are going to tilt their head a bit and squint their eyes. Right. And that's just the nature of saying mm-hmm. one thing and then saying another and not addressing the, the first thing you said. Mm-hmm. And also be able to handle criticism. Like, it's it's a part of the territory. Right. Yeah. But all right. Well, I think that is going to wrap us up for what's trending. Um, We will take a quick break and be back with something you need to hear. What is up, y'all? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back to it. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you are streaming so you never miss an update. And it helps us out to make more episodes just like this one. Let's get back into it. All righty, y'all. And we are back with something y'all need to hear. So, you know, we're going to keep this um, light and um, fun. And we're just going to have, you know, love on each other as women, do some fun quizzes, and just, you know, have a good time. So if you haven't already... You probably haven't, but you may have. Um, if you don't already follow Hey Miss Kelsey on um, TikTok, she did um, a like a series of videos on style archetypes for women, and basically it was saying like if you are feeling really like hopeless and unsexy and just like not stylish, one way to do it may be to tap into your archetype. They're actually like a smooth like 13, I think, but they're like seven like main ones and then there's like secondary. So these are like your dominant lover archetypes and then your like secondary lover archetypes. So this is like your seduction archetype. So how you yourself in who you are already are can like not so much like seduce men. I would just say seduce the world. You know, how you can come off like with with who you are today. And how you can come off and kind of like 
kind of have your way with things and have your way with life. Okay. I like that because I don't think I'm particularly seductive. But like, there's a way to be seductive. Everyone has a way that they are seductive. You have it. You, we just, we're going to, we're going to, you know. I just feel like if we ever, as a trio, was like, we are planning like some crazy international espionage. When it's time to like seduce the security, don't ask me. <laughs> hey, I, I feel you with that one. Until I took this test and I'm like, you know what? There's a way to to do anything. Now, granted, in a, okay. in a heist, I feel like that might be not our niche. Heist may not be where we thrive. Right. Like, Literally. We're not the Ocean's uh, 11 type, but it's fine. Yeah. I feel like I could participate. That just can't be my role. Right. The seductress get past the guard. I don't, I, we might have to have a fourth on that one. Not unless I could do like the Lucy Lou Charlie's angels where I could just come in in a leather cat suit and yell. Like, right. <laughs> if we're doing that, I got that, but that's a very particular type of male we're seducing. So, right. But let's just, you know, I'm talking about seducing the world, not just seducing men, okay. we're just seducing life. Let's just do that. So we're going to do the, um, feminine archetype, quiz um so once you're once you're there so there are like seven i believe one (laughs) two three four five six seven and then there are one two three four five six secondary and so i'm gonna just talk about them first and then we're gonna take the quiz so the first is uh the lover or the siren so the siren um archetype is a secret weapon your unbridled erotic energy in its purest most tantalizing form famous examples are elizabeth taylor uh bridget bardot or may west these are white women but i would say like in terms of like black women who are the siren you're making the stallions it's like the siren um you have the sage the sophisticate Your secret weapon is you exude elegance, worldliness, and a touch of mystery. Famous examples. They have Jacqueline Kennedy here, which I'm going to let white women have it. We don't have to talk about it. Uh, And then some other people. I feel about her. (laughs) I, yeah. um, But, um, okay. So I'm trying to think of a black example of like the sage. I'm thinking like there's an old Hollywood black actress that I'm thinking of and I can't remember her name right now. You can kind of think of like um, Michelle Obama, kind of, or you can think of like Diane. Um, oh my God, Diane Diane Davis. No, it's not Diane Carroll either, is it? Diane, I'm thinking Diane of Diane Carroll. Carroll. Yeah. Yes, there we go. That's who I was thinking of. Let's think of Diane Carroll. Okay, great. And then you have the Huntress. The Huntress is the Bohemian. So your secret weapon, your secret weapon, your independent spirit and sexy devil may care attitude is irresistible. Um, the examples they give are like um, Erica Badu. They give Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel. I'm like, I don't really get Bohemian when I get Coco Chanel, but let's just keep with the. Let's keep. Let's no. keep with the Erica, Erica Badu, Janelle Monet. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah, think of that, Janelle Monet. Um, and then you have the mystic. Your sultry, serene presence makes you appear otherworldly. For examples, they have like Sade, Grace Kelly. Um, I would also want to put like J- Jedaiko in yep. this category. 
of like very mystic-y, very like woo-woo, very different from the bohemian, which is like more like I'm like grounded. Think of the mystic as like more goddess, like more air. Yeah. Air versus earth. I think that's a great yeah. way to put it. So then you have the queen. Uh, your real presence and glamorous nature and chance. Uh, the first example, and I don't, I don't have to give many others, is Beyonce. We can just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the mother, which is the sensualist. You are a fount of love, affection, and robust sensuality. Um, they give also Nia Long, which is really good. So the difference yeah. between like a Nia Long and a like Megan the Stallion, I think, is Megan the Stallion is like very much like va va boom, mm-hmm. where Nia Long is very like I don't know how to like. It's like a grounding, like a quiet sexuality. Think about Jill Scott and like the way people are like crazily attracted to Jill Scott, but Jill Scott is very more like her sexuality is a little bit more, for lack of a better term, like more subtle. Yes, and that's so for that's great. So she would be like the mother, the sensualist. Very good point. Like in Jill Scott, very like spot on. And then the last of the dominant is the maiden. So the maiden is the ingenue. Your impish mix of girlish charm and mature sensuality enthralls. So like Marilyn Monroe, Rihanna is a good example for that too. They have here. All right, the secondary lover archetypes. You have the boss. Um, you command power in the bedroom and in the boardroom uh, I kind of flipped those two but you get it what I'm saying um Amal Clooney uh George Clooney's wife is one like if you think of what Cleopatra was kind of described as um that's a good one they have Ariana Huffington but if you don't know who that is that's perfectly fine I but I think you have the uh uh coquette the the Co- coquette coquette right um your secret weapon is that your emotional distance drives men to extremes um, so they have like Serena Williams here. Great Joseph- example. Right. <laughs> Great example. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you have the Enigma. Your deep um, introversion and soulfulness m- uh, magnetizes. So they have like a Frida Kahlo. They have Kate Bush here and Greta Garbo. I don't know. That's I think that's for white women. I'm gonna just put that to the side. But like your people. So what? So who are these people? <laughs> who is this? Who is this woman? Who are these? What? But um, but I would probably put a person for the Enigma, Summer Walker, Ari Lennox. I will give you Ari. I think they've given Summer a lot. <laughs> so let's just, let's just go to Ari Lennox, right? Because <laughs> Ari Lennox can be like super introverted, super awkward, but that works for her. Maybe like SZA. Because SZA, I'm like, one perfect. thing that, that Summer Walker is not is an enigma. Right. <laughs> I understand that woman very clearly. <laughs> then you have the Empress. Um, your secret weapon, you instinctively make a man feel like a king um so like marjorie harvey which is ironic that they have her on this list but um i would actually give empress to actually i would give that to like michelle obama um i would give that to like a savannah um a savannah james you know Then we have two more, and then we take the quiz. We have the lady. You satisfy uh, you satisfy a man's desire for nurturing, um, all consuming love. So like Susan Saranda, Aisha Curry, Sandra Lee. So like very similar to the Empress, but the Empress is like you make a man feel like a king. Like you make him feel like he's at the top of his game. So again, Michelle Obama, uh, 
Savannah King, Savannah James. I don't like how cute are Savannah King, but Savannah James, right? Like the lady is more of like a nurturer of all consuming love. So like those are your like your like your real romantic. So they have like Aisha Curry, who's like super like the homemaker and you know, all of that good stuff. So just think of it like that. All right, and the last one for the uh, secondary love archetypes is the gammon. Um, your natural charm and playful spirit uh, lowers defenses. So, like your Audrey Hepburns, your like uh, Josephine Bakers, and your Janet Jacksons. Yeah, I think this one is actually really spot on because that was the best examples. Yeah. Yep, and then just for clear, just for clarification of our listeners, we'll link the quiz so you guys can take it along with us if you want to. Um, but we're ranking things never to always or like never to definitely. And there's on a scale of like one never to always, there's five notches in between each of them. <clears throat> okay, cool. Yeah. And again, everyone, folks, don't take this way, way too seriously. Like don't yeah. rearrange your entire life and break up with your partner if you feel as though you don't align <laughs> with everything. Um, but this is just fun and it might help some people out. Um yeah, I'm curious. I'm excited. Okay, great. Um, I'll start, and I guess I'll go from, like, what's closest to me to what's farthest from me. So it'll be me, Jelena, Dana. Okay. Okay, great. Um, first question. I'm highly attuned to the needs and feelings of others. Oh, is these in different orders? They are definitely oh. in different orders. No! Okay. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, that is not my first question. So we'll all do our first questions, then, I guess. And go okay, so yeah. So okay, oh yeah. So I guess we'll just do the first question. So mine is I'm highly attuned to the needs and feelings of others. I feel like I am. Jelena, what's your first question? So my first question is as a child, I was competitive and naturally athletic. And yes, I'm gonna go in the middle for that one because I enjoyed sports things, but I was not one to be like, oh, let me go join a team like I just like doing stuff so I'm gonna go in the middle for that okay my first question says I'm impulsive when it comes to love money and major life decisions and I'm gonna go like one above never because I very much like calculated risk so like I will I do think I have a little bit of like just fuck it energy but like never to a point where like if I feel like I'm absolutely going to lose something, I'm not going to do it. And I'm not trying to influence anyone's like decisions, but I definitely agree with that, Dana. I feel as though when it comes to very like silly decisions, you can be impulsive. Like I'm going to get this cup. But what I feel when it comes to like love and things of the heart and things of like your life that actually matter, I think you should yeah, take very, your very, Yeah. Let's weigh all of the pros and cons that and the and the consequences for the next ten years before we do anything. Which hey, that's not a bad thing. No, that's not yeah. a bad thing. That's not a bad yeah. thing at all. Okay, my second question is: Time stops when I'm engaged in activities that turn my focus inward, like prayer, meditation, and yoga. I'm gonna put that in the middle because I think that I try my best when it comes to like when I'm trying to look inward, but I can't even lie to you. Sometimes my brain goes like 50 different ways during that time. But I've learned that that's kind of the point of meditation is to like, let your brain do that. And the more you sit in the meditation, the more your brain will come into center. So, so I'm going to put that in the middle because I, I think try the best. I think that's a fair assessment from knowing you. That's a good place. So my second question is, I prefer passionate, adventurous men or complex creative types 
yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. As Dana would say, I like the boys who look like they're going to get me into trouble. That look like they're going <laughs> to ruin your life. That's your type. And it's okay. It's okay. Um, I haven't gotten into trouble. So that, yeah, hey, fine. it worked. It worked this time out. Um, okay, question number two for me is, I find it difficult to empathize with others, especially when they are experiencing deep emotions like profound grief or even passion. And maybe this is a good thing that we're doing this together because I really don't know where to put myself with this one. I want to say like probably in the middle, so like three, because I feel like when people are feeling things that are like, I don't know, I guess I want to say like obvious or like you are clearly struggling with something, I'm very much like, oh my God, please, like, what do you need? Let's, mm-hmm. like, how can I support you, et cetera? But sometimes people be just upset over dumb shit and I do not have time. Yeah, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, That's I would say the things that you, people might think are like really, really big, you're like, <laughs> so like, yeah. you, you if it's, a little bit. <laughs> if it's self inflicted, I, I can't, I'm sorry, I cannot. Okay, my third question is as a child, I enjoyed playing with baby dolls. And my question is always, yes, I loved Barbies. I loved Bratz. I loved my scene. I like going on, like, I love dressing them up. I enjoyed playing with baby dolls and having, like, tea parties and stuff. So, Curly girl. This one is going to get a little deep. Lord Jesus. My body makes me feel sexy and attractive. It depends on the day. Yeah, that's a hard <laughs> question for anybody. Like, hmm. It depends on the day, so I'm gonna go with the 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 middle, the very most middle notch, because <laughs> some days I ain't feeling it. Okay, my fourth question is: I aspire to a position of prominence in my community. Joining exclusive social organizations and boards appeal to me. So for me, I'm gonna put this at the second one to definitely because. I think there is value in joining like exclusive clubs and being on board. Like I would love to be like a board member on something someday. I do aspire to do that, but I would not like stress myself out if I was not. Yeah. I don't, I, the way that question is worded, I I think that you aspire to those things, but not for the exclusivity. Like there's always like genuine passion behind the work. Um, yes. I know I want to just be and I think I do want the cute outfits and stuff like that like don't get me wrong yeah like I think I think that's a good like of course I'm gonna enjoy the perks if I'm here but like that's not why I joined that yes I do that at the second to definitely because I feel like that's a good spot you know yeah so my fourth question is I express my emotions freely absolutely not (laughs) Okay, mine is, my next one is, again, we're getting deep, but I know exactly where I'm at with this one. I am a feminist. I champion independence from men and male opinion, protection, and equal rights for women. And I prefer the term Black feminist or womanist, but yes, I'm going to check this all the way to definitely. We've had many conversations on and off this podcast about decentering the male gaze and masculinity and traditional roles and how that has just been so transformative in my life and anybody who wants to be with me is going to have to be all right with that okay all righty so my fifth question is when it comes to friends and lovers i am like a chameleon i easily adapt to their moods and tastes i think this is true um well for me 
I would, I'm going to say definitely. I think when it comes to what the people want to do, the activity they want to do, I'm cool with being like, go with the flow, cool with anything. What's the activity? I just want to be around my friends and loved ones. <laughs> definitely. Very much so. All right. <laughs> why this? Why these questions keep talking about my no filter? Lord, I have a little sympathy for people who are incompetent or those who make poor life choices. <laughs> yeah like that's very definitely i i i try to be sympathetic i try to to understand but sometimes the math don't be mathing and i don't think you have to give yourself all the way definitely though like i think you definitely have a lot more empathy than like me i'll go second second to definitely because it is a very thin line of like Oh, it's okay to are you serious? It can Because be- you at least will be like, I'm gonna give you one opportunity to explain yourself. <laughs> where like I'll be like, no. <laughs> yeah, there's, what I there's nothing that you, nope, immediately no. There's nothing that you can say to me right now that is gonna justify anything that's happened. There's no there's no combination of words in the English language that you could string together right now that would make anything that happened okay. <laughs> and so let's just not. That's funny. Um, we're on question number five, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I have laser-like ability to accomplish my goals, even when it means neglecting friends, family, and my partner. Uh, I'm going to do like the second one from definitely. Um, hmm. When I lock in, I lock in. Mm-hmm. I don't think I neglect people. Like I really do try mm-hmm. to like, maintain friendships and things like that but like I can be very much like this is what I'm doing this is where I'm going um I hyper fixate a lot um and so I do think that sometimes that can impact like relationship probably more relationship than friendships um but it can affect like areas of my life as well okay Agree, disagree. I don't know. I just think I, I've never known. I've never you. seen it. <laughs> it's just to do that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like, I'll go in the middle. Maybe I'm being too mean to myself. Yeah, I was about to say, you've never ignored me. I don't know. Like, I don't know. We're special yeah. when it comes to things. I, well, number one, you guys are. But like, I do actively, like, <laughs> it, it is effort for me to make sure I am available, especially when I get into one of my, like, and not like bad effort, but it's just kind of one of those remind myself of like, especially like not living in close proximity to a lot of my closest friends I have to actively be like maintain your friendships right no I think I still still think you do that so I think you're more in the middle I don't think you're you know okay all right middle then maybe you yeah maybe listeners take this with a friend they help you okay (laughs) sixth question I can patiently listen to others for hours without needing re uh reciprocation uh i'm gonna put uh middle <laughs> um i can listen to someone for a few hours but i also like I, how to put this if you call me and say asha i need to talk about this thing i will listen to you for hours right, right? i will um so maybe it's more of like a like second to definitely um but it does come to a point where like you said what? I said I think either either or. I could I could justify yeah. either or. Because for me, it's like if you call me like I need to talk about this thing, I will listen to you and just and not talk. Right. And only yeah. ask questions, give reassurance, or give advice if you ask for it. Um 
But sometimes after a while of it's like, you don't go, and how are you? I'm like, should I be getting paid for the therapy session or like what? <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to go to the second to last because sometimes after a while it is very taxing, I would say, you know? So yeah, I'm going to go second. That's, that's just how I feel. Sometimes I'm like, I do like not want to be like, what, what about me? But you know, I think it's a a context thing. Like you said, like if someone's calling to talk about a problem they're having, then that's one thing. But if you call me like, oh, hey, girl, I just wanted to talk to you. And then you proceed to talk for six hours about yourself and don't ask. And don't ask me. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. What about what's best for me? What about me? I do that to y'all all the time. I don't know why I stopped. I'm bringing that back. (laughs) Alrighty, Delina. Uh, in my free time, I enjoy attending lectures, cultural exhibits, or curling up with a good book. Not so much a lecture, but cultural exhibits and a good book and or choices. Definitely. Oh, yes. Choices. I got to get back into it. They done released some new books. Uh, okay. One of my favorite childhood pastimes was playing dress up. Um, I'm going to put one after definitely. Um I don't know. I wouldn't say it was like my favorite thing to do as a kid, but like I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think some of it is like my mother was a hairstylist, so it's like hazard of proximity. Like I need to try out this updo. Sit down. <laughs> All righty. My seventh question is. Being becoming a wife is the most significant aspect of my life. Absolutely not. I'm sorry, that was judgy for people who might actually. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about me. I said, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, it's not the most. Is not becoming. I think I'm gonna put the second tier because I, I am. I do value a partnership and love and I am looking for like and I'm happy to be in love that I think is gonna make me you know some like maybe this particular person's light wife but like I'm not like I have not my life I have not lived my life up to this moment to do that it's not keeping me up at night it's not keeping me up at night um so I'm gonna do second to last just so that I because it's not the most significant part of my life, but it, it has become something that I am striving towards. That's fair. Yeah. So my question is, I enjoy being the center of attention. Not really. So I'm going to go second to last from never. Only on special occasions. Like if the day is about me, then yeah. But yeah. Like on a regular basis, nah, don't look at me. Leave me alone. No. <laughs> Okay, my number seven is at a dinner party, I'm most likely to be engaged in conversation with a group of men discussing politics, current events, and work. Why does it have to be men? Because that's when the archetype You're going to be talking. You like conversation. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, men. I think because like, some of the archetypes surrounded, are surrounded by men. So it yeah. just answer, answer freely so that they can be like, men? okay. And I think another question is going to be like women. Okay. Like it's be the other one, right. but women. Oh, okay. Politics, current events, and work. I'm going to, if it's got to be men, yeah. I really want to put like second above never because talking about politics, current events with a with a group of men, 
Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I thought you will never, because I was like, I don't think you would even give yourself the opportunity to like do this. I mean, because I'm like, what men? Like, who? Yeah, who? What group of men? Have I been in situations where I will engage in conversation about these things with a group of men? Sure, even when it depends on like how behind they are. Because like, if I'm, because I feel like, okay, we're ten on the like I've. And I'm, we're not, but I'm using this as an arbitrary number. But let's say like we're, if, if 10 is me and us in conversations that like we have like this and the group of men are at least an eight, I may adventure to to chat. But if y'all like six, five, four, I'm not going over there. Okay. So my eighth question, I avoid confrontation and competition at all costs. And at all costs, I float above the fray. I'm going to put in the middle because I don't try to avoid confrontation and competition at all costs, uh, but I also don't seek it out. Um, I feel as though I, I have my goals and my dreams that I want to do for myself. And if there's confrontation that comes with it, oh, well, if there's competition, may the best person win. And then I go through life like that. Like, I don't seek out, I want to be number one in this. I got to, I got to beat this person at that. I got to, I, that's not how I live my life. I live it for, I have certain goals in mind, certain things that I would like to accomplish. So I'm going to put myself in the middle. And if you're in my way for, in that, which most people aren't, um, I don't fray from uh, competition or from confrontation, particularly if you are coming at me, I'm going to then come at you. But that that rarely happens, and I don't like when it happens. But I don't run away from it. Um. Okay. Uh, preparing meals for others gives me tremendous satisfaction. My kitchen is my sanctuary. But I'm gonna go one after definitely. I think because like I'm not gonna be doing that all the time. Like <laughs> it's not like a. Then right. I need a meal. Like it's when I feel like it, I will cook. Right. right. Otherwise, you better hop on this DoorDash, like yeah. and work it out. Okay. And choosing a romantic partner, intellectual compatibility is most important. We have to be compatible intellectually, but like kind of like the other question of like that we had in terms of like, if I'm an eight nine and you're like. Eight seven. I still think we can make it work, but I gotta figure out. No, I can put definitely because my thing is like you have to actually know that you still have to do the work and be striving for that ten. Yeah. And know that like right. you have to continue to do the work at the same point, even if we don't have all the same information. Right, we still have to meet there. So yeah. I'm gonna say definitely. I solve problems by first by first seeking to understand them. I arm myself with information. Mm-hmm. And okay. that's it, it depends on what the problem is. Like, yeah, like if, I'm, there's a second to definitely because if it's just like something where, you know, your girl didn't jump to conclusions and that it is what it is. But if it's like an actual problem like that, I need to critically think about then offer it yeah i'm like all right let me look this up let me do my research before i come back to you and again yeah so i'm gonna second to definite okay uh people describe my style as funky eclectic or even androgynous it's anything but conventional um i don't know i'd be putting on anything for real 
Um, I think the word androgynous is yeah. throwing me off here. Yeah, because That's like I, I androgynous. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm, I don't, I, and I wouldn't say like I'm hyper femme either. I'm probably like somewhere like right in the middle of that. But I would probably lean. I think my style leans a little bit more toward more feminine than it does masculine. Um, but like also like funky, funky and eclectic. Like and maybe eclectic is also making me like, huh. Um, but <laughs> I do like I like fun pieces. I like fun parts right. of style, especially as I've been able to afford to dress the way I want to. I'm gonna put. I'm leaning towards the middle or like one up from never because it is I don't think it's unconventional mm-hmm. I'm gonna go one up from never because it's not unconventional yeah okay. oh righty these are hard oh. <laughs> they hit they hit where you need them to hit okay question 10 I prioritize my relationships with my partner over my relationships with my best girlfriends Whew. I don't think I do this I don't think so either I'm going to put one up from never because sometimes I do like to be in the house up under him. When okay. people are like, come outside. I'm like, no. <laughs> just a spoonful. That's yeah. it. Everybody I think is entitled to that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to just do one from never, you know? Yeah. But I also believe in ladies leave your man at home. Sometimes I am like you that. Got so, you yeah. got to. got to. Gotta go outside and live your best life. Yes. I avoid intense emotional encounters. Intense displays of vulnerability make me uncomfortable. Jury, what do you say? What do y'all say? I think it depends on the people. Like, I think when it comes to us, you can be vulnerable for the most part. Particularly with Dana. But I feel like when it comes to, like, other people, like, even family members, you're like, I don't have the time for this. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I will say like with us, I feel like it's definitely like, it's been hard, not hard earned, but you know, it's been like, we got skin in the game. Yes. So like, that's why, but everybody else, like, I'm, like you're not a, none of us are really. And some of that is like huh, black woman. Um, right. But like, you're not like a public crier. I'm not a like, oh my God, let's all sit around and talk about our feelings and sing kumbaya. Like, you are like, no, I'm not doing that. Right. Okay. It would be one off from definitely only because, like, you don't do that with us. But I have seen you do that with other people be like, yeah. In the right (laughs) environment, could you, would you, sure? Yeah. Does it happen often? No. No. Because I'm thinking, like, relate, like, like you said, with friends and family, it's kind of like, Eh, it depends on who you are, but like in in relationships, I am like I want you to tell me your deepest darkest secret. Like, right, I'm sure with the Yes, <laughs> so okay. I want you to look in my eyes. So, let me tell me, tell me your cra- the craziest story from when you were five years old. Like I don't know, I'm that type of person. Okay, this one's pretty light. My ideal vacation is a sexy getaway to a tropical beach with a five star accommodations. Yes, I, again, bougie black girls put me in some dental floss and a shoestring <laughs> on a beach with a fine-ass man and a fucking drink and a pineapple with an umbrella, I just, I never want to leave. That's where I should always be. Yep. 
Mine is actually very similar. So it's, uh, I prefer clothes that are stylish and figure flattering and rich, luxurious fabrics that feel good on my skin. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> you know me. I would say, don't you think about putting nothing else. I was like, you said anything else, man, goodbye. <laughs> say, Asha, you write this quiz? <laughs> All right. So my question is, as an adult, I've had to learn slash am still learning to tell my truth in spite of my fear of judgment and displeasing others. Yes, that is a definite. And it's funny because, like, y'all know me, but, like, I am definitely, like, a more introverted, like, reserved person. But then, like, I'll be with my family and I start telling them about themselves and they all kind of just, like, look so, like, taken aback. And I'm like, I have observed you since day one. I am the only person qualified to tell you about yourself at this point because, Lord, I've had to endure it. So that's always a fun experience. And they're like, oh, you actually have opinions and a voice. And I'm like, yeah, hella opinions. I've just been nice. For me at this big age, it's like, why lie? Who's going to beat my ass? Right. That's how I feel. Yep. Yep. Either you're going to get the information or just stay stupid and blind to it. And I feel like I'm going to tell you it. I'm going to try my best not to be like super mean or judgy about it, but I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Like I said, who is going to beat my ass? None of y'all. So I'm going to just say what I have to say. So me next. Yep. Yes. Um, Admittedly, I am vindictive. (laughs) When someone hurts me, I feel rage. That was my last one. <laughs> the wow. three of us, I'm glad I didn't have that question because. Oh my God. I, 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 I thought it was Dana and I was like, Dana's. <laughs> I'm in this video and I don't like it. <laughs> Is this um, I really don't want to put definitely, but I feel like I have to put definitely. I but like vindictive though like am I vindictive you won't act on it I will say that you won't act on it but will okay. you have the thought sure oh yeah oh you'll yeah. think about I'm, it you will plan it out will you execute it probably not that's I why could. I put second yeah okay I put second because I said when I when someone hurts me I feel rage I do literally like yeah if someone really hurts me I'm like, nah, I need to be on my petty bag. You can't do that to me. The amount of revenge plots that I have thought out and like yes. not executed is like, and honestly, I could give you the plot right now. Like if you just named somebody that's wrong oh, with me, God. I could tell you exactly how I was going to get revenge on them. I love like that. a couple people come to mind. I'm like, oh yeah. Like if I, if I was a different kind of person, I would have done that and it would have been good. <laughs> I'm also somebody who'd be like, oh, like, be the bigger person revenge isn't and now every time i've gotten revenge 10 out of 10 experience but right okay yeah so definitely for that one nah sorry i'm in this i don't like it i put um i am a social butterfly but i really shine when i am the hostess of my own social affair that is very true for me Mm i if I think I am really good in front in terms of like people, in terms of crowds and everything like that. I think that I am I'm very on my feet, very quick witted, very friendly, very fun. Um, so I put very much like definitely for that one. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. So I chose this one because I want to get y'all's opinion on it. 
<laughs> All right. It says, due to my high standards and discriminating taste, I come across as critical, opinionated, and even bossy. Because I have been told by several people that at times that can, that is the vibe. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> I would say no, but I have also gotten that from people before. So maybe that's why, like, I'm not the best judge of it. But, like, on a scale of, like, one to five, I'd probably put you, like, I'd probably put you squarely in the middle. Because, like, could you? Sure. Right. But, like, is that your overall vibe? And did I think that initially when meeting you? Absolutely not. Okay, cool. I think, but I think that's the thing. It's, like, you, I think that's, like, the vibe isn't like that. And I think that's what the first question is saying. Like, you're not like this, but people may think that. My next one, it wasn't the same question, okay. um, but, I, but I picked this one because I feel like I wanted some some feedback on this because I, I feel like I'm good at perceiving myself, but I'm not really good at perceiving how other people perceive me. Right. Um, so this one is, other women are threatened by me. I don't think so. I, I hope that not. one, and I put like the almost to never because I feel like I actually do feel like sometimes people are threatened by me same but like it's never but whenever somebody I whenever I feel like somebody is threatened me I'm always like why yeah because I'm absolutely a we can all win type of person so it actually really hurts my feelings when other people are threatened by me but I'm not sure if like is this something that I'm giving off or is this like you got your own shit to work on. It's definitely like I, it's definitely you got your own shit to work on type of thing. Because like okay. I don't think either one of you give off that vibe, but I could see how someone could be like, "Oh shit!" Like I gotta get you. Gotta get, gotta I don't get, get it often, but when <laughs> I do, it's super duper weird and super duper prevalent. That's why yeah. I feel like almost to never. I don't think women are. I don't think women in general are threatened by me. Yeah. Um, but I think that. Um, the people who have like kind of come for me are people that have been threatened by me. Yeah. yeah. And also I would never be the type of person to be like, oh, well, women are just threatened by me. Like, yeah, I no, think I think it's yeah. the way you guys care, like not in like a, not in a negative way, like how you carry yourself, like you're very well put together women. So like, I can see how other people could be threatened by that. If that makes sense. I think there's a page four. So for the sake of length, um, Let's go ahead and pause and and take finish taking this quiz. There's like hella questions, y'all. Oh, um, and we will come back with our results momentarily. All right. Are we ready to press submit? We are. Finish do it. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, okay. I'm wow. Okay. Okay. I'm going to screenshot this so I don't lose this. I am shocked. I am not surprised. I also am not. At all. I want to say not at all this is very in-depth and very complicated but we do have our results um so who would like to go first i'll go first okay so i am the gamine and the mate like the maiden so maiden was my highest the maiden was my highest and then the lover was my second highest um and so i'm just gonna read the gamine off to you guys if your dominant archetypes is the archetype is the maiden Audrey Hepburn like Josephine Baker both enchanted the world as gamines in order to develop this archetype the lover must be active ideally above 70% and it was it's my second discover your potential to fascinate and how you can develop your feminine energy here and then it gives you like 
more information. But yes, I am a gamine, which means, uh, and like the maiden. So I'll just, you know, the imp- your impish mix of girlish charm and mature sensual and in- sensuality enthralls, and uh, my nature, my natural charm and playful spirit lowers defenses, which I actually think is true for me. I think that's pretty yeah. accurate. Okay, so I will go next. Um, so my highest was the sage. Um, and then my secondary archetype was the the boss. Um, so where is the sage? I lost it that fast. Is that is this on this damn chart? Uh yeah, it is. The, the sage. It is your dom it's like on the dominant one. So it's that oh, oh, yeah. so, Jackie Kennedy. Yes, thank you. I would think I was avoiding your face. <laughs> um, so I have the sage, um, and the secondary archetype I have for the sage is the boss, which is the comparison of Amal Clooney, your Cleopatra. I think we likened it to Michelle Obama, um, where you command power in the boardroom and the bedroom. Uh, you receive the boss if your dominant archetype is the sage. Amal Clooney and Cleopatra are in your league. Um, in order to develop this archetype, the lover must be active, ideally above 70%. Um, discover your potential to fascinate and how you can develop your feminine energy. Blase squase. Um, my full breakdown was... Burr, 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 burr. Uh, 80% with the sage, which is my highest, 80.95%. After that, the lover at 73.33. Then I've got the maiden at 64.76. And the mother at 50, or no, sorry, the queen at 60.95%. I think that checks out. Yeah, I do. Actually. Yeah. But so... My well, my final was the same as Asha's, so I will not uh, go into detail since she already talked about that with the gamine. But my secondary, which was very kind of not surprising, but it was the sage, and I'm like, hmm, I can see that actually. I'm like, okay, like never thought of it that way, but you know, I want <laughs> I want to be sophisticated like Michelle Obama too. So all right, I'll take it. The sage for me was actually pretty high as well. Um, let's see where it was. I. The sage actually it was like it was seventy eight point one. So oh yeah, that was very high. I'm every woman mm-hmm. is all in me. Honestly, that's no, how I real. feel. Yeah, my my yeah. top three were the maiden, the sage, and the mother. I honestly thought the mother one would be a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah, mine were the maiden, the lover, and the mother. I think I'm exactly where I land. I thought I would land because I'm on Pinterest now and you can find like Pinterest boards of like the women in your archetype. Um, And so like all the people here checks out, but like from a personal, oh, you know what? Actually, this does kind of work because they've got Wilhelmina Slater from Ugly Betty here as like a fashion inspo and I can get into that as well as Elizabeth Taylor, both people I love. Yeah, so this was really fun. Thanks for suggesting it, Asha. You're so welcome. But yeah, this is just something fun to do if you're ever like just wondering like, and again, shout out um, to TikTok creator Kelsey at um, Hey Miss Kelsey on TikTok about, and if you want to follow her, she talks about, she goes in depth into like what pieces each archetype in terms of clothing 
what pieces you gravitate towards and how that can help with your wardrobe. Cause most, most times you will have those pieces already in your closet. You just haven't put them together yet. Yes. I can see that. Or it's something that like, if you find those pieces, you gravitate towards them in the mall so that you're not just buying clothes to buy clothes, but you're buying clothes for your archetype, which again, we're not holding you like you have to buy clothes like this. If you're the mother, like, and she like kind of mixes them up. Like if you have like two dominant ones, how you can like mix up the lover and the mother. Like she has like, she did, did like ways to like mix up your style for different things. So, you know, just, you know, again, with everything, take it with a grain of salt, but I think it's really fun. And it's a way, like if you're trying to just start off learning your style and learning how to be more sexy. Cause again, like there's a way to be like, for me, the maiden and be very like sexy and sensual which is like very different from like the mystic or like the sage you know what i'm saying everybody every woman has these qualities you just have to literally find them within yourself mm-hmm. yes love that well definitely check this out we're gonna link the provide the link for this um in the description we're gonna take one more quick break and be back with our question for the episode ain't nothing to it Real What is up, you guys? Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back into the episode. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and following us on social media at the Bougie Black Girls on TikTok and on Instagram. You can also check out bougieblackgirls.com for articles, updates, and some info on some other soon-to-come produced projects by the Bougie Black Girls. Let's get back into the episode. Alrighty, we are back with our last segment, Ask Black Girl Roundtable. As always, you can email us at askbgr at thebougieblackgirls.com. You can DM us on Instagram. You can put it in a comment if you feel bold enough, whatever you want to do. Um, so, today it is from the other lawless land of Reddit. So, it says, <laughs> my quality of life has plummeted since moving in with my girlfriend yikes i would like to say before we start that both of these people the the poster is a 26 year old male and his girlfriend is 23 years old so just keeping that Mm -hmm. in context as i okay i already have thoughts so i moved in with my girlfriend about four months ago and since then my quality of life life has totally plummeted before moving in, I lived by myself in a nice downtown apartment, fully furnished, always clean, and livable. For context, I make about 140000 a year, plus I have a business that makes me about 160000 on the side. She does well for herself, making about sixty k in a year. One, since moving, since moving, my bills have more than doubled per month. I pay all the rent and utilities, We barely cook at home, so I always end up paying for that as well. When we cook at home, I am always the one doing it. She doesn't cook. Two, the space is always dirty. She has two big dogs, which which shed like crazy. 
everything is always covered with hair including my clothes the bed everything even though i pay for a cleaning lady to come twice a month it's little we can do to maintain the place and keep it clean she hates cleaning i try to clean from time to time but since i feel like i'm the only one doing it i've been letting it go as well three my living quality has gone downhill she insists that the dogs sleep on the bed i have to push back quite a bit to sleep without them on the bed this makes my sleep shitty and i have been losing a shit ton of weight and my family has started to notice four she expects me to essentially do everything cleaning cooking clean after her pets take the trash out everything pay all the bills on top and pay all the bills on top of that thing is i feel like i get nothing in return even her sorry this is written really weirdly even her pet even with her pets she pretty much wants me to take care of them buy their medicine buy their food feed them etc five i don't feel valued i feel like in her hierarchy in the house it's her the dogs the cat and then me i have to have space for her pets be mindful of them and make sure i do nothing literally nothing to upset them otherwise she gets mad i can't even put my belt on in front of her dogs the dog hates the belt apparently and it upsets her how do i approach a situation like this my gut is telling me to leave i know i deserve better than this i know i i know by myself i had a better life but on the other side i'm wondering if i'm being too stringent is that part of the compromise men have to make but i feel like i'm giving everything with nothing in return are these the compromises i have to make kick her and them pets out and move you know what? and move me in young lady you said you make upwards of $250,000 a year <coughs> when i okay see we talk all these men want to be high value men now that's a man that'll come home to a fresh hotly cooked meal <laughs> every night. single day okay <laughs> First of all, lady, young lady, how dare you have us defend a man? First of all, right, literally. putting us in this position. First thing I thought I was like, how dare you have me siding with a man? With a man Two. in his twenties, right? Because this is the time where he's not supposed to have nothing together, and he seems like he was doing perfectly fine. Sweet. Yeah. So my thing also is like, have you again? Have you all? talked about this have you made that clear to her and be like hey i don't like this me and my boyfriend have this conversation all the time like could you do this more could you do that more sure okay we'll try our best and then we do the thing like if she's not doing like any chores not cleaning up after herself not cooking not anything now granted not every i don't think that you have to be a cook and maid to be in a relationship like if you're not the cook no. you know, like if you burn water then like yes like please don't touch the stove but like then you might need to be like okay trader joe's it up everyone if my while. man makes two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and he's paying all the bills i'm gonna pick up a broom and i will cook a I, will, meal. I will find the nearest cooking class you said this before if you can get five recipes under your belt that's all you need. You can raise families. It don't take much to learn how to cook spaghetti, Alfredo, and some tacos. That is literally like you get you, like you, get you a Roomba and a Mister Magic, Mister Magic Swiffer, mm -hmm. and some disinfectant wipes. 
and you get to work, okay? Get you some ground beef from the grocery store (laughs) and taco shells from the grocery store and shredded cheese from the grocery store and Ortega sauce from the grocery store. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. As somebody who has two big dogs myself, no. No. Yeah, y'all's house is always clean. clean. Exactly. As someone who has a dog, you have no excuse. No. I, I don't sweep. I have a vacuum that goes on hardwood floors and carpet. I will vacuum my kitchen. I don't care. Like, vacuum yeah. the house. You don't even have to sweep. You don't even have to make it a long thing. <laughs> and, and he's paying paying for a cleaning service to come two times a month you have to do the bare minimum she gotta get out sir i'm so sorry yeah, and my thing is girl and the thing is there's ways to do things in the least amount of effort possible i i get it we all want the soft life and blase blah 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 girl get you a room yep. but you do live a soft life but you do but you here's the thing is girl you do and like 60k that's decent for you know a 23 roller that's not you that's not nothing to like you know look down upon but and however sis in comparison to this man you don't make shit so you should be very appreciative he is helping you and if he's paying all the bills bills. you can afford to invest in whatever you need to maintain a clean house and cook meals if she if he's purchasing a cleaning service every let's say he said twice a month Mm then the other two weeks you, you can, can provide that it. service. It's not that deep. Right. Sweetie, you can't pay for the blue apron for the um for the Hello Fresh. Oh, yeah, the Hello Fresh. Again, that's what I'm saying. Trader Joe's has given you guys a get out of jail free card. Truly. Trader Joe's, Target got the little quick meal bag thingies you could pick up. They Listen, literally will take you got minutes. you food from all around the world. TikTok, Instagram Reels have people making recipes five minute one pot whatever you the- don't go dig in the archives and go watch my girl rachel ray in her 30 minute meals <laughs> i don't <laughs> want to hear it. this is what i'm saying there are too many there's too many resources now and again because my question is what were you doing before living in squalor and filth that's what the hell she was doing but i think the the part of the story i can't yeah. get over is him saying I can't even put my belt on because it upsets the dog. Yeah, you're yeah. her bags. And this is not the biggest part of the story, but this I know for me is a deal breaker. Animals do not need to sleep in the no. bed with us. No, they, absolutely not. You do not even wipe your butt. You lick your butt. You be smelling other people's butt. You don't wear shoes when you walk you outside. And you want to put your you know, animal their little dirty body bodies. on my yeah. fucking no. Mm-mm. And no, so I'm I rolling don't... around in the dirt and the poop and the pee that you rolled around in all day. Now I will see. tell her to do- tell her the dogs and the cats to get going and right. call me, beat me if you want to reach said, me. You got a nice and if you want to apartment, me, go back to your nice downtown apartment, sir. Right. Cause this, ain't- I mean, no, he don't. He don't gotta go nowhere. Well, he paying, paying all the everything. You paying right. all the bills. You're right. She has to give go. Her a cute little three months to find a new place to get down the down payment on a place. Yeah, and, and these animals. You know, if it's if it don't work out after, you know, you learned a valuable lesson. Grab and- your clothes and get gone. <laughs> you better hurry up. 
before the street lights. Um, sprinklers. Yeah. <laughs> street lights. <laughs> Tell her to get out. That's crazy. Wow. What a horrible way to end the episode, defending a man. <laughs> defending a man after all that beautiful feminine energy that we just right. had. Uh, now you gotta sound like pick beans. Well, nope. I think that's a right is right and wrong is wrong. And wrong is wrong. <laughs> and she is dead wrong. Girl, like and typically I support women's wrongs, but you're doing a lot. I mean, period for you, sis, for having someone pay your bills and you have to do nothing about right. it. I mean, <laughs> I'm upset with you for fumbling the bag. Exactly. This wasn't this was and the fact that this man is even second guessing himself to come on Reddit and ask if he's doing anything wrong, you're fucking right. He said, Is this just something I gotta deal with? Yeah, you have to sometimes with the finesse, you can't finesse too close to the sun. You can't do yeah, it too you girl boss too close to the sun. Like you gotta at some point you gotta be like, All right, all right, all right, I'm wild, I'm wild, I'm wild. And you gotta you like couldn't have wiped down the counters a couple of and he when he, as soon as he said, All right, I'm gonna pay for a cleaning service two times a month that's when you knew you need to start picking shit up right yep he said i'm already paying for this shit and you're not cleaning for you're not cleaning anything and your animals are here running amok but i'm gonna still hold you down and pay for the cleaning service that was your sign that something ain't right here i would be like all right even if you just did like cleaning services i don't think anything's wrong with having a cleaning service and you still no. clean but like you still gotta clean but it's like you once he the house is dirty. He's cleaning. I'm not. He's mad. He says, okay, you don't like to clean. I don't want to clean by myself. I'm going to hire a cleaning service to come in two times a month. And I just need you to pull your weight in between those visits. Time. Girl, it wasn't that hard. Right. That's when you need to suck it up because I tr- trust that's the next luxury I'm going to invest in as soon as I can afford it. Come clean this house, please. Please Same. come clean this house. Um, but if my man was paying all the bills and was like, cleaning lady comes every other Friday and you got to do it in between, all right. Y'all don't got to pay for shit? All right. I can spend my money on my baubles and trinkets? Okay. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. okay, whatever. Weird. Girl. Gag. You don't know how good you have it. Literally. Okay. Alrighty, well, that is going to wrap up this episode of Blackwell Roundtable. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this podcast, um, be sure to leave us a rating wherever you're listening. Share with your friends, share with your family, share with your coworkers, your neighbor, your cousin, baby mama's best friend, whoever. Um, stay tuned for our next episode in um, another week or so because it's going to be our 50th. Wow. Oh my God. 50 episodes of this foolishness. Can't believe it. Um, be sure to follow us on socials and check out bleachyblackgirls.com for articles, updates, and more. And we will catch you guys next time. Bye. See you soon. Bye.